Are we ready to rock? Alright. A one, a two, are you know what to do? tuning into this week's episode of the rad podcast i'm producer brandon from the rob anybody and don show i have been busy oh man, it feels so good to be busy again oh i just i've been talking about uh this new fire that has been lit the furnace is burning again i've gotten something really exciting boiling in my bones it's just ready to explode i, I can't tell you everything but i can tease a little bit and i don't know how much trouble i'm gonna get in in for this but uh, screw it i'm just gonna talk about it just just a little bit bust off a piece so i uh there's no surprise here that i'm very much into music and i've made it a big part of this podcast uh in doing so i've gotten a lot of prod heads involved in doing a full collaboration on multiple cover songs and it's been a huge success. It's been a lot of fun to do, especially since I think I started it last April. So it's been about a year since uh, I started doing those types of collaborations. And it, it, it carried in through the uh, pandemic because it, it gave us an a, opportunity to connect and speak to each other and get involved um, in a communal way around music, something that's very healing for a lot of us. And uh Part of that is is has been pushed aside um, over the last couple of months. I've had a little uh, hiccups in my my life and little speed bumps in the process and progress of my evolution. And I feel like I'm, I'm finally stepping out of my cocoon a little bit. I've had to uh, do a lot of self reflection and reevaluation. See, is this really something that I want to do? And uh, an idea just popped into my mind over the last couple of weeks, and I presented it to. Uh, the Grand Poobah, that would be Mr. Rob Williams. And I did present this idea, and it was met with a, hmm, well, there might be some legal challenges or something there. But at the end of the day, this sounds like something that could absolutely happen. And that that got at my my response to my question, what prompted a huge fist in the air and a, fuck yeah! And I honestly, I can't wait to tell you the full gamut, the full deal that we're, we're working on. This is all a work in progress, but I'm just so excited. I, I had to get this out right at the beginning. I, I really did. Um, it's a huge project on the horizon. I'm currently deep into the planning and development of it. And uh, it might require some help from fellow prod heads in the past. Um, I, I'm looking for uh, some very dedicated and willing uh musicians maybe singers maybe performers that would be able to work on a project with me uh, i think i'm just gonna leave it at that um oh and you know what this project it might be pressed on special media i don't know it might be on a dat tape it might be on a uh what are those things called eight track it might might put it on a uh, plastic type of product that might r- rhyme with the word um cd or it could even be on um on um, vinyl i don't know i don't know this is just i'm just spitballing here these are just ideas but again i'm super excited about it and uh 
I'm just going to put a time frame out there. Let's say fall. That's all I'm going to say. So another great update that I have for you. Um, well, this is more for me, and I'm just kind of bragging, but not so much bragging. I'm actually, uh, this is more of an admission, and I'm holding, I'm going to have you help me hold myself account accountable. Maybe you could be my accountability buddy. You've heard of that before, right? You help your friends stay accountable. You stay on top of them. And if they fall behind, you say, hey, buddy, I'm I'm holding you accountable. So uh, let me live up to my title here and make sure you're still doing what you're doing. Because it was about this time last year that I actually stopped going to a trainer. Uh, I had Titus, my, my trainer, um, on the broadcast a few episodes back. Um, this was before the, the pandemic. And it's just weird because um, it was about this time two years ago that I started going to a trainer and it, it carried well into the winter of 2019. And, uh, as 2020 broke, literally as 2020 broke everything, um, I, I stepped back and I, I stopped going and I think it was more so influenced from a previous relationship. Um, not, not necessarily this person in particular, but it was just, it was circumstances around the, this particular time in my life that I had to step away from, from working out. And it's something that I have deeply regretted, especially recently, because I have found myself just to be feeling so low, feeling down, not necessarily because of life circumstances, but you know, those just happen. And, and I'm, I'm at a point now where I can deal with like the general depression and everything um, <clears throat> because, you know, going through a separation, all that stuff, it, it sucks, but that's not necessarily why I've been feeling down. I just have felt like my energy cells have been depleted. I haven't had any ability to, uh, really think clearly. And I know a lot of that has to do with my, my diet. I mean, come on, it, it's so easy just to get stuck in the, the trap of easy, easy food of, of the, the, of just the convenience of just ordering something and having it dropped off at your doorstep. I have fallen captive to that whole thought process and, and and it's just like a comfort thing i find that i i eat for comfort and, I, and that's such a bad place to be for me and so i'm i'm changing my whole mindset and it just so happens that, that titus has been reaching out to me over the last couple of weeks and I, and he and i think he can read my energy when he can tell that i've just been feeling down and there was a point where he reached out i said oh let's do this and, and I, I couldn't really do it but just this last week we finally set the date and the day of this recording, it's uh Tuesday, May 4th, may the 4th be with you. And, uh, this will be released on Cinco de Mayo. So by this time to the, the time you're hearing this, I'll have already had one training session under my belt and I will, I, I will likely have been, uh, beaten into the ground into submission and re gently reminded how out of shape I am. Um, but I'm so looking forward to it, though, because the hardest part is getting started. And it's it's funny because I remember I was recording a podcast the day that I started going to, to training with Titus. And, and there was somebody else who was a host on the podcast at the time. And this was just a very pivotal moment in time. So it's weird. And I'm just realizing this right now. So if I'm sounding like this is such a really profound experience and you have no idea what's going on, it's okay. Because it's only happening to me. But you're here with me, experiencing it in real time. Pre-recorded, of course. So anyway, I am hitting the gym again, man. I, I'm getting kind of fluffy. I've got some uh, some extra padding around the midsection, which I was not aware that I could get. Um, it's a little embarrassing. 
And I know that a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, it's mostly diet. I'm not going to lie. I'm very active with my dog, but I'm not doing the things that I'm actively working on, the the midsection, the core. I know that I need to work on my my endurance and my cardio, but the diet is is really where it's got to stop. I, and, and a lot of people are telling are talking to me about quitting uh, quitting sugar, quitting all the caffeine. And caffeine is such a crutch for me. I love a couple of cups of coffee in the morning. I even do the happiest hour wake shots in the morning. And I'm wondering if I'm not getting the full effect of those anymore because I'm just downing multiple cups of coffee. With and I'm gonna be honest, I do put like a nice splash of of creamer in there because I like it nice and sweet. So the more I go back and and I, the more I reminisce about this, it's it's definitely this sugar thing that I'm I'm stuck on, and I got to get past that. Let me take a drink of this non-sugar water. Hmm. It's actually got this vitamin B stuff in it, but I'm tr- I'm really trying to be more health conscious. I actually had I've been having salads every day. I've been having a, at least an apple a day. Uh, I've been eating home cooked foods, which is good, but I got to really get down to my net, my macros and I kicked back in my, uh, my vitamins and stuff. And I think this is a lot of humble bragging at this point, but I just have to tell you that just, just the mindset and, and, and shifting that, um, oh, I can't do it. It's going to be so much work. Oh, it's going to hurt. Oh, uh, that sucks. That, that, that's the that's the wrong mentality to have. You're just putting yourself into concrete, and and you're not going to budge. Got to jump jump out of that mindset and get a little bit more more confident, more active. And if you have the possibility, or you have the means, or you have somebody like a Titus to help guide your way out of that, you know, even if it's not just if it, if you're not paying a trainer to to work out, if there's some friend that is doing it, maybe they'll give you a tip. Maybe they'll let you uh, along for the journey. Because I know that it helps me to have somebody barking orders at you and making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because it's so easy to, to let that go. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. So, what do you know? Um, in the process of me getting well and getting better over the last many weeks, um, I, I've also been imbibing in some really bad TV. And, I, and I'm not saying bad TV. I'm thinking... More so like the comfort TV, the stuff you don't really need to think about. And I have to admit, I have bashed on the DC Universe for years. Ever since Superman came out and with Henry Cavill and Man of Steel. And then they had this whole plan of rolling out Batman with Ben Affleck starring as Batman, which he's still not the best Batman in my opinion. But, um, you know, and then the Aquaman and then Wonder Woman and then Justice League with with uh, Zack Snyder's cut that came out. That's like over four hours long. Um, I have to tell you, in the last couple of weeks, I've actually come to really love and respect that universe. And I was talking to a friend about this, about how Marvel basically took everybody's attention away from the from from all of the other type of Superman superhero movies because they had this just they had it nailed down. They had their whole franchise plotted out and each movie basically had some sort of profound um, impact on the film industry, but also in pop culture. So it was like, uh, DC, they're trying to do the Marvel thing. And there's always been that battle between DC and Marvel. But ultimately, these movies, fran- these movie franchises really, I feel like, tilted more towards the Marvel side. But after Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, his cut, 
it 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 exposed in my opinion a darker and broader version of that universe that I feel like we could have gotten had we not been inundated with so many Marvel movies. So it's almost like we I never really gave DC a shot because I just thought well uh, it's just another it's so we suffering from superhero fatigue was was a big thing. And 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 I and I could definitely say that I was suffering from that around that time. So I've gone back and I've watched uh, Man of Steel. I've watched uh, Batman versus Superman, the the ultimate cut, which is a lot longer, but it also has a lot more depth to it. And I feel like the theatrical versions of these movies have ruined us, or at least those of us who haven't really given the ch- time of day to the DC universe, because it's not as good as the the, the director's cuts. And they need to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm going off on a rant here, but bottom line is I'm actually kind of in love with like the new Batman and Superman and the flash the, the justice league Zack Snyder cut. I got to admit, I've watched it probably three times and I, I'm not, I feel no shame. I think it's really, really good. I've even watched the gray version. They did this like grayed out version. So it's all black and white, which is pretty artsy fartsy. There's moments in like the big fight scenes where there's so much detail and so much going on where it would be nice to have that delineation of color to, to be able to see the different types of detail in all the different facets of the scene because it's a huge scope of, of uh, a vision board, basically. And uh, so to, to, to just have the black and white there, it's a little bit mm, nuanced, a little artsy, artsy. Let's <laughs> watch this in black and white. And it's it's good, but uh, the the one movie that stood out to me over the last many weeks is Nobody. It's a movie starring uh, Bob Odenkirk, who has made his his name most famously from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, the two series is 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 that he plays Saul Goodman, a skeevy lawyer um, in the uh, in the world of of Breaking Bad and. Um, he just, he's one of those breakout actors, kind of like Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, where you didn't really know of him. I think he might have been noticed in some things. And even, even I didn't know that he got his start more on the indie side, like in the independent, uh, comedy side of, of things. Um, HBO max is one of the, one of the main streaming services. In fact, that's where you can see most of the DC content, um, there is a show on the Adult Swim version, uh, or the uh, subcategory, because Adult Swim is just one of those subcategories within HBO Max that you can watch all of their programming. And there's a show called uh, Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job. And it is definitely <laughs> the mindless comedy and stupid, repetitive, low-budget, campy, corny, um, very immature type of comedy. And Bob Odenkirk actually plays a prominent role as like a voice guy in this show. And he also plays some random characters. And so you you go back and you watch these types of projects that he did. It's almost like watching the kid in, uh, you know, doing audition tapes. But he's he's like an, still a, an older dude. Although the type of guy that Bob Odenkirk plays, he's always kind of that stereotypical middle-aged man type of appearance. And that's... The, the role that he took it on the other other shows. But anyway, long story short, nobody, Bob Odenkirk makes Saul Goodman look like a, 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 a wimp. He he does multiple years of training, combat training, or not necessarily combat training, but uh, a stunt training so that he could prepare himself for this role uh, directed by uh, 
Ilya Nashuler, I think that's how you pronounce it, but he's also the director from John Wick, and, and he also, his first uh, film he did was Hardcore Henry, which was a, a movie done, a whole action movie done from the POV style. If you are a huge fan of porn, you don't know what POV stands for, but point of view style, the whole film was shot that way uh, from like the single player shooter from first person, and it was an all action movie. It was really good. But then John Wick hit the scene, and then hit the, the the action just exploded on the scene. I mean, we have a fourth John Wick coming out, uh, but in the process, nobody was in uh, was going to be released. But because of the pandemic, it got pushed back further and further. Because this this movie was supposed to be released in the summer of 2020, so it wasn't released until just this spring. And I was able to watch it during one of those uh, previews, uh, like not preview. You can stream it from home. You can go to the theater and watch it. But I still have not pop that chair yet the post-pandemic movie theater experience is something that i don't necessarily need to get because i've been shooting for getting the the movie streaming in my house i wanted that before the pandemic i wanted that ability just so i can be able to pause it or you know watch it on my own tv screen i loved the ability just to be able to stream all new movies as they come out hollywood do it I'm I'm just I'm not even gonna write a letter. Just listen to this, and and you should just just do it. Uh, but the, the plot behind this movie, nobody is. If you see a, a trailer, you can't really gather too much from it. But it's mindless action. It's amazing kill scenes with some of the most creative ways of killing people. And uh, and it's Bob Odenkirk kicking so much ass. He plays a guy named Hutch Mansell or Mansell Mansell. I think it's Mansell. Uh, he fall, uh, fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into his suburban home one night. In the aftermath of the incident, soon strikes a match to his long-simmering rage. In a barrage of fists, gunfire, and squealing tires, Hutch must now save his wife and son from a dangerous adversary and ensure that he will never be underestimated again. But it, it, there's not too much of a secret now that it's been out for a bit. And you can gather a little bit more from the trailer, but he basically plays an agency man. You don't know exactly what, but he's been in the military. He's part of the government. He kills people with his thumb. Like he's just that deep into uh, whatever type of special ops training he has. And um, it shows he does his own stunts and it's just, it's so good. It's got plenty of humor in it too. Christopher Lloyd, uh, Doc Brown from, from back to the future. He plays, Bob Odenkirk's character's dad in this film, and it's actually pretty good. They roll him out. Dude's old. Like, he can't even walk fast, but he's in this action scene at the end, and you can tell that they shot it in a way to say, okay, Christopher Lloyd, let's just have you do the bare minimum, the the best you could do. We know you can't do somersaults or, you know, run around going great Scott. So just do what you can, and they shot it around him, and it, it worked out really well. Very funny, and I'm glad that they put him in it. But nobody, absolutely, mm, chef's kiss, top notch. Go watch it. Now, in the process of of me going insane over the last year, trying to find myself again, I, I have been feeling more and more like myself every single day. And I have a lot of uh, gratitude for the people around me that have been holding my, my hand or holding me up as I've been down. And I'm not going to turn this into a bunch of belly aching. But I do have to say that the positivity and healing comes with time. And hold on to that positivity and that those good moments because those will help you get through the bad. Because there's no denying that you're going to have bad days. No matter what you're going through, whatever struggles you have, 
always remember the good times because those will help lift you up and get to that point again. Now, don't keep striving for happiness. Strive for contentment, but know that the good days are coming. And so I've been trying to set my intentions every day. And uh, part of that is opening up my heart and my mind to the possibility of accepting love in every facet that I can. And it's it's a tough process, especially when you're somebody who, like me, tends to get down on themselves for things not going your way. And uh, there's been a book that has helped me out quite a bit, and it was recommended to me at the beginning of the year when I first moved into my own place. And multiple people came to me with this book. And the book is called The Untethered Soul. It's written by a man named Michael A. Singer, and it's a practice to journey beyond yourself. Um, th- there's a workbook that goes along with it, which I, I I will recommend that you get if you do want to read this book. But honestly, just to unpack it, there's so there's so much to unpack that they in, unpack in this book that helps you figure out how to detach yourself from that voice on the inside that tells you you can't. That bad roommate. Uh, in fact, I, I named the bad roommate in my head, the one that says, oh, what are you doing? What This will never work. You're just going to keep thinking about this. And, and then it, it plots all these bad thoughts in my mind. And there's a uh, the Jetsons um, alien, uh, Jamie from Econ, off me, where helped me name the bad roommate in my head. And it's called the Great Gazoo. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Great Gazoo, G-A-Z-O-O. He's the little green alien guy with the giant head and the two antennas on the, on the helmet. Well, it turns out this guy actually, (laughs) this guy actually has a backstory. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of fitting because, uh, you know, he's a bad roommate in my mind and I'll get to this whole bad roommate thing in a second because it's explained a little bit better in the book. I'm going to read to you. It's going to be a reading party. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little, little uh, show and tell. I'll read some excerpts from this book, but in, until then, I want you to just know what the, the bad roommate in my head is is like. Uh, but he, he he's actually, the backstory behind him is that he creates this death star. He basically creates this weapon that is a world destroyer, and this great gazoo is from an alien planet somewhere. <laughs> And the alien planet rid him off of off theirs and and sent him to Earth because he was too dangerous and he was too much of a threat to their society. So I thought, oh, it's just perfectly fitting. It's just the bad roommate who's a world destroyer is in my is in my head, but it helps me visualize and and uh, move through it without anger, you know, and just be like, oh, that's just the stupid great kazoo just trying to be a stupid world destroyer in my head. And it makes it easier to ignore those negative thoughts. So with this book, and I, I highly recommend that if you're going through some tough times, you're trying to figure out your way, you feel a little bit lost. This was almost like a hug for my soul as I as I was reading it. And ultimately, I ended up getting the, the audiobook version because it's easier for me to retain a lot of this information, even though it's unpacked really well in a way that may, helps make sense. But it is a little bit woo-woo. It's a little bit mumbo-jumbo. It's a little bit energy work. The ideas of cheese and, and uh, you know, karma and energy flow and, and your, your chakras and all that stuff is brought up. But 
it's easier for me to hear it and retain it rather than reading it and retaining it. I don't know if that makes sense. So I'm going to just read a little bit of it for you here because I feel like maybe if you just, if you hear it, it'll resonate with you as it did with me and maybe put you on a better path. In case you haven't noticed, you have a mental dialogue going on inside your head that never stops. It just keeps going and going. Have you ever wondered why it talks in there? How does it decide what to say and when to say it? How much of what it says turns out to be true? How much of what it says is even important? And if right now you are hearing, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any voice inside my head. That's the voice we're talking about. When you close your eyes and listen within, what thoughts do you hear? What is it like to be aware that your mind is talking? The best way to free yourself from this incessant chatter is to step back and view it objectively. Just view the voice as a vocalizing mechanism that is capable of making it appear like someone is in there talking to you. Don't think about it. Just notice it. No matter what the voice is saying, it's all the same. It doesn't matter if it's saying nice things or mean things, worldly things or spiritual things. It doesn't matter because it's still just a voice talking inside your head. Now, close your eyes and say in your mind something that you know is not true, like, my dog is blue. Notice that your mind had no problem saying it. You may not realize it, but your inner voice often says things that aren't true. The mind can and will say anything, and it's our responsibility not to believe everything it says. You do hear it when it talks, don't you? Make it say hello, right now. Say it over and over a few times. Now shout it out inside. Can you hear yourself saying hello inside? Of course you can. There is a voice talking, and there is you who notices the voice talking. The problem is that it's easy to notice the voice saying hello, but it's difficult to see that no matter what the voice says, it is still just a voice talking and you listening. There is absolutely nothing that voice can say that is more you than anything else it says. There is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. If you don't understand this, you will try to figure out which of the many things the voice says is really you. Take a few moments to reflect on a time when you had trouble making a decision for, for or against something. Did you find you were talking to yourself about why you should do this thing and then later talking to yourself about why you shouldn't? Maybe you even argued with yourself about it. It's like there are multiple people in there wanting different things. But notice that you are aware of all of this. In truth, none of these voices are you. You are the one who is aware of the voices and the decision. If you watch objectively, you'll see that when there's a buildup of nervous, fearful, or desire-based energies inside, the voice becomes extremely active. This is easy to see when you are angry with someone and you feel like telling them off. Just watch how many times the inner voice tells them off before you even see them. When energy builds up inside, you want to do something about it. That voice talks because you are not okay inside, and talking releases the energy. Today, notice an exchange that increases your mental agitation. Notice your mind becoming active. Take a moment to examine the difference between your experience of the outside world and your interactions with your inner mental world. You are very accustomed to settling into this playground of the mind and creating and manipulating thoughts. What you end up experiencing is really a personal presentation of the world according to you, rather than the stark, unfiltered experience of what is really out there. This mental manipulation of the outer experience allows you to buffer reality as it comes in. For example, there are a myriad of things that you see at any given moment, yet you only narrate a few of them. The ones you discuss in your mind are the ones that matter to you. With this subtle form of pre-processing, 
you manage to control the experience of reality so that it will all fits together inside your mind. Your consciousness is actually experiencing your mental model of reality, not reality itself. Today, spend some time noticing what parts of reality you narrate. Many events go unnoticed, but what catches your attention and why? When is your narrator most active and what stimulates that inner dialogue? You will come to see that the mind talks all the time because you gave it a job to do. You use this mental chatter as a protection mechanism, a form of defense. Observe the mental chatter designed to solve a particular problem or threat in your life. In the name of attempting to hold the world together, you're really just trying to hold yourself together. True personal growth is about transcending the part of you that is not okay and needs protection. This is done by constantly remembering that you are the one inside that notices the voice talking. That is the way out. The one inside who is aware that you are always talking to yourself about yourself is always silent. It is a doorway to the depths of your being. When you awaken in the morning and when you are going to sleep, notice any chatter you have about keeping situations in control or fixing them. Once you notice, then relax, breathe, and begin to focus on the part of you that is simply aware of the thoughts and feelings you are experiencing. The bottom line is, you'll never be free of problems until you are free from the part within that has so many problems. When a problem is disturbing you, don't ask, what should I do about it? Ask, what part of me is being disturbed by this? If you ask, what should I do about it? You've already fallen into believing that there really is a problem outside that must be dealt with. Today, every time something happens that hits your stuff and you feel your energy changing, ask, what part of me is being disturbed? Now contemplate, is it really the situation that is disturbing you or are you really disturbing yourself about the situation? Problems are generally not what they appear to be. The real problem is that there is something inside of you that can have a problem with almost anything. You have to break the habit of thinking that the solution to your problem is to, re to rearrange things outside. This involves a change from outer solution consciousness to inner solution consciousness. The only permanent solution to your problems is to go inside and let go of the part of you that seems to have so many problems with reality. Once you do that, you'll be clear enough to deal with what's left. Is there something you can let go of inside yourself rather than changing the world outside? There are two distinct aspects of your inner being. The first is you, the awareness, the witness, the center of your willful intentions. And the other is that which you watch. The problem is the part you watch never shuts up. If you could get rid of that part, even for a moment, the peace and serenity would be the nicest vacation you've ever had. An easy way to see how much the voice talks is to notice when you're taking a shower. Do you just quietly clean your body or is your mind busy talking? You'll see it keeps talking. Maybe it's planning your day, complaining about the bills, or daydreaming about the future. The mind chatters away all the time. In the shower, while you're driving, or while you're sitting on the bus, but there is a part of you that is simply aware of the chatter. That part, the witness, is always silent. Imagine what it would be like to just peacefully clean your body or sit in your car. Your inner growth is completely dependent upon the realization that the only way to find peace and contentment is to stop thinking about yourself. That was just a couple of excerpts from The Untethered Soul um, by Michael A. Singer. Again, I highly recommend this book, and I think I'm going to revisit this uh, this workbook that I read from uh, a couple times, maybe over the next couple of weeks, in a similar fashion, because I feel like it's good to revisit those 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 passages um, because it helps remind me again. But also for people that hear it for the first time, I feel like it 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 it's almost like a hug for the soul. Like you just feel 
a little bit of weight lift after you hear somebody actually verbalize or maybe um, put into just put into words how it is to feel what it feels like to overthink or overstress or listen to that voice that's just constantly going off and constantly bringing you down or you get that great gazoo that just lives in your brain and won't shut up and it's 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 all a process of evicting that bad roommate up in your head and i i feel like this book is the key to that so uh, i will swear by it but i just really appreciate everyone who is um has has recommended this book and for those who need it i i really believe that you can benefit from it greatly as well now i'm going to close this broadcast with this little woo woo um because i've been doing this uh for some friends lately and i haven't really done it for myself now if you have been a fan of the broadcast you know that i've done some oracle reading uh, card readings um it's almost like tarot but it's a little bit different where each deck each core oracle deck they're big decks they're just such big decks full of cards and they say stuff that makes your life feel really positive. So I'm going to whip out my big deck right now. It's called the Nato Heart Healing Oracle Deck. I know. I always do that when I talk about my, my dick. My deck. <laughs> actually, I almost said dick there. Oh, shit. It's actually a big deck of cards. And I shuffle them. And then I, I place them out. I'm going to do a three-card spread. Now, if you're familiar with this, this is basically um, just a, a way for me to use the cards as guidance and maybe raise my vibration to another level. And I, I mentioned that I've been doing this for some friends. Um, I'll have them over, and we'll, we'll discuss this deck and uh, what, it, what it means. And I'll do a little reading, and it, it seems to help people. And I just haven't done it for myself lately, so I, I thought I would... Do a little deck reading um, and see how things go, especially with all these changes that I'm doing uh, personally, uh, the, with the big surprise that's coming up later this year, uh, getting healthier, more fit, getting swole for the slutty summer. So let's see. I'm going to shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Look at your radio, your pods, or your, I don't know. Whatever sound system you're listening to. Probably got a lot of bass, so this probably sounded really good. All right. So I've got cards shuffled. And now before I pick my three cards, I actually have to cut the deck, not the cheese, into three piles. <laughs> so I'm going to set my intention. And usually this is like, okay, what do I want to know? How can I get through this situation? Or what am I going to do about what's troubling me right now? And I'm going to kind of keep it into my, my own mind specifics but how can i reach my goals and be successful in doing so let's do that i'm picking the center deck all right here we go three cards spread first card the white buffalo second card eagle medicine third card unbelievable so what's weird about this particular drawing is uh, the sequence of cards was pulled for a friend of mine uh, in the exact same order, in the exact same sequence. And I shuffled my deck. <laughs> I shuffled my deck of cards. And this, this is really profound. Okay. So the, the three-card spread um, is a way of 
<sighs> laying out our, uh, our our current situation is represented by the first card. The second card, it relates to what I need to do to move forward. And the third is going to be the outcome of, of what's going on in my particular situation. So I'll just go ahead and share what, what the white buffalo card means. And uh, it, it means uh, gentle wisdom, peaceful resolution, and an easy gain. The peaceful energy of white buffalo stands with you. Buffalo, the great provider, offers sustenance to one and all. White buffalo signifies a time of peace. It is time to embrace new natural ways and learn from the wisdom contained within the Earth's ecosystem. It is a time of unity, healing, and restoration. Knowing that one and all can and will be provided for, you do not need to struggle to survive. The buffalo is an incredible animal with a power that is inherently known not through exertion. It is a bringer of great truths and converts knowledge into wisdom. This mandala brings the message that you are the great provider in your life and heralds abundance and fruition for those that choose to walk the path of peace. Remember that peace begins with self. As the great energy of manifestation and abundance is with you, carefully choose how you wish to create your world. With this energy at your side, wanting and yearning give way to a much lighter energy. Feel your desired outcome and thus create it. Balance is the principle within this mandala, as the peace pipe is balanced at its center. Simplify your world and let the peaceful energy of white buffalo bring balance and harmony for one and all. This oracle also presents a powerful yes to those seeking guidance of the heart. Follow your heart now as, the now as this mandala speaks of a time of plenty. Wow. Wow. Just wow. I mean, come on. Chills. Oh, ooh, it feels good. And honestly, like I've been, I've been saying every single day, thanks to the untethered soul, that I choose to be open to love. And opening up your heart allows so much for possibility and growth and love and, and all those good vibes that you're talking about that we always talk about in the, in the spiritual world and the realm, all those good vibes generally right there in the heart, man. It's the good stuff. All right. So the second card is what I need to do to get to my outcome. And the card again is Eagle medicine, a breakthrough. The sky is the limit promotion or advancement. The medicine of Eagle has landed at your side. This majestic creature of the highest order has been sent to bring you guidance and release you from the limitations that have held you thus far. Carrying the vitality and life force of the great grandfather son, this mandala is inspiring you to rise again and soar to new heights. Eagle also brings guidance from your ancestors, those that have come before you. You hold the wisdom that is passed down from generation to generation from your ancestors. The divine gift of enlightenment, and the wisdom gained from experience is held in the very cells of your being. It is a part of you, that it, and this card is encouraging you to access this guidance now. Eagle soars above you, reminding you of your greatness, and calling upon your ancestors to guide you in accessing the unlimited reservoir of wisdom that lies in reach. Connecting to this wisdom will bring you a newfound vitality for a healthy, brilliant life. Love the expectations and limitations you have placed upon yourself, for as you do, they will be lovingly released and carried via eagle to the light of the creator. Oh, okay. And here comes the outcome. The seven sistars. The seven 
Sistars. Preparation and rebalance. Open-ended potential. Rise above the past. Now, this card is the outcome. This mandala of the seven Sistars is calling your attention so that your higher intelligence may be guided towards the Pleiadian Council of Seven, who are wishing to communicate with you and remind you of your home amongst the stars. They have the following message for you. We, the Council of Seven, have been present in Earth's frequency field for some time, assisting your planet and all its beings on their journey back to love. We are ready and willing to enable you and further and ask that you open your mind's eye and your heart to our connection. We have graciously agreed to be in service at the center of your planet's evolution, and as you embrace these heart-opening times of change, each one of the chakras in your body is opening, recalibrating, and vibrating at a higher frequency. Earth's chakras are experiencing the same, and we wish to advise you that it is truly a magnificent time. We, the Council of Seven, govern the seven chakras to further assist your planet's inner and outer evolution. Be reminded that you are safe to feel and experience this connection within your human form as you are ready to upgrade each of your chakras for the next stage of your evolution. As you do, you will become more accustomed to your light body and will lead a life full of inspiration. This card guides you in an opening to greater possibilities. In the first instance, you will feel this in your connection with the stars. Gaze up and capture the beauty of the night sky to see how you feel. As a master healer, the Seven Sistars Mandala will guide you to pay closer attention to your energy levels and where you may feel out of balance or simply in need of an energetic alignment. The following meditation will assist you in your new energy and healing any ailments that may have presented. And there's this big, long meditation that I'm not going to read for you, but man, ooh, that felt good. Good things are coming, people. Good things. I'm really excited. And I, I got to tell you, I'm feeling so much more like I, I should be. And I can't thank you enough. I can't thank people in my life enough. You know who you are. And this is going to be a great fucking year, man. I'm going to kick out the great gazoo out of my head. And this is just going to be one of the best years of my life. And I can't wait for you to be a part of that process. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Broadcast.